Welcome to This Week in Lotus. The weekly roundtable discussion of all things social, collaboration, technology and community. Here's your host, Stuart McIntyre. He means Darren Duke. This Week in Lotus, episode 47. This show is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. You can find this and other tech-related podcasts at techpodcast.com. This week in Lotus is sponsored by Audible, the destination for the widest selection of digital audiobooks available worldwide. Want to be well-read like Duffbert but just can't spare the time to read books on paper? Take an audiobook on your commute or whilst walking instead. We've got a special offer for you. Download and listen to a best-selling book every month for just $7.49 a month for the first three months, and you can cancel at any time. Pick from over 85,000 audiobooks from business to classics to sci-fi or comedy. Go to thisweekinlotus.com slash audible for all the details. Hi, Warren Ellsmore here, and I'd like to tell you about the UK Lotus User Group. This year, the largest Lotus event in the UK will be held in Manchester on the 23rd and 24th of May. As always, we'll have a great lineup of speakers from the IBM community, giving you some of the best administration, development and management information out there. We're also really pleased to be supported by some of the best Lotus Partner Solutions as well. Attendance at the UK Lug event is free thanks to the generous support of these companies. So, if you'd like to attend UK Lug, put forward a speaker session or sponsor the event, please take a look at www.uklug.info and we'll look forward to seeing you in May. Hello everybody, my name is Darren Duke and this is episode 47 of This Week in Lotus. Uh, Again, I am kind of flying solo today, my compatriot Stuart McIntyre, the guy that doesn't break the iTunes feed like I did last week, is still on vacation. So I'll try not to break the iTunes feed this week. And also with me as uh, last week is Matt with 1T Newman. Matt with 1T Newman, how are you? I'm excellent. Mate, and especially since it's not very early in the morning, it's actually a very respectable 9am for this twirl here in Australia. And it, you're in the future, so it's Friday, right? Uh, it's Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I it'll wait. be Friday when, when we release. Oh, yeah. Whoops, I've got my days wrong. It's Wednesday day. So, hey, it's in the future, so it's Thursday there, right? <laughs> it is Thursday. Good good pickup. And sorry, what, what twill is this, mate? This is number 47, we think. Oh, well, there you go. I've just fulfilled my uh, Stuart requirement for the podcast. That, that is true. Now, because you are technically in the future, what I want to know from you was IDC right. Is Windows Mobile 7 taking off in the future? Actually, it has, Darren. It's a whole new world. Everyone in this country is pushing Windows mobile <laughs> devices. And I think that especially you guys in America, when you catch up, you'll be just amazed and everyone will be using Windows mobile. 
I, I, I don't believe that, it for a minute. That's a strange future. That's all I'm going to say. I, I don't think well, I want to be part of that future. <laughs> we'll talk about that one later, hey? We will. So do you want to give people a brief overview for the people that didn't suffer through last week's behemoth 120, uh, one hour, 25-hour episode? Yeah, I think we went slightly over last week, but that's only because we were having such a good time with Matt White and Dave Leedy. So that was a really good discussion. Um, my name is Matt Newman. Um, I do notes, copyright, trademark, Chris Miller. And when I'm not doing notes, I'm also messing about with uh, a couple of little products, WebSphere, Connections, uh, do a little bit of Wickham Web Content Management. What's that called today? Oh, IBM Web Content Management, maybe? Maybe, something like that. So here in the future, we still can't tell you what it's going to be called. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And, and also on the call with us today, we will hopefully have two very important and very esteemed guests from IBM. The first being Miss, Mrs. Or Ms. Joyce Davis. Let's go with Ms. Ms. Joyce Davis, how are you? I am doing wonderful. Thank you very much for having me on. I'm looking forward to it. So the zero amount of people who don't know who you are that listen to this podcast. So, <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that everyone who listens to this podcast knows you because we extol the virtues of what used to be called the LTIE. Call, which I'm sure right. in the future has changed, so Matt can probably tell you the name later on. In the we like to change. We like to keep you on your toes, you know. <laughs> um, we like to just change the names. So you, um, you are a long, long, long time Lotus person. I'm a very long time Lotus person. I remember Lotus one, two, three when you actually had to swap the five and a quarter floppy disks <laughs> to be able to use the program. Oh, forward slash menus, don't you just Oh my gosh, oh, you are speaking my language, Matt. Slash worksheet delete row, man. Oh, I knew all of it. I could write macros. I I mean, I was the macro queen. I really that, was. That, that, that's, why macro, that's why agents were originally called macros and notes, because that's where kind of the functionality was stolen from. You betcha, you betcha. That rocked, it rocked. And I actually used Lotus 123 at IBM, I was um, in high school and college as a co-op, and I used Lotus 123 to manage the IBM, the worldwide IBM technical education course schedule. And, uh, oh man, it was so much fun. So much fun. So did that for a while, ended up going off and doing some other things, and then in 1993 when I heard that, IBM, or that Lotus was coming to Austin, I said, La, it was meant to be. I need to go work for them. And sure enough, I did. And it's been a blast ever since. In fact, yesterday was my 18th uh, anniversary with IBM. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. I know. Isn't that exciting? And that's not even counting the two years that I was in high school and college. So technically 20. Yep. That, yep. That's longer than most life sentences. <laughs> But, but congratulations nonetheless. Thanks. Thanks. Hopefully it's a bit more than the federal minimum you get paid when you get in a life sentence and you're doing <laughs> yeah, flags really. and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> hoping also to join us on the call is, is Mary Beth Raven. Um, she is running a bit late, so uh, we, we had to start. So we'll hopefully join her in later. So if she suddenly appears, that is why. So, She'll fly in with her cape. She will, like, a, like, a, like someone playing Quidditch. <laughs> yeah. that's what wait, she wait. reminds me of when I see that cape is it's like it's a bit of Quidditch cape I think it's oh and hopefully she brings some butterbeer 
This is already it, for lines, and it's only been five minutes already. <laughs> well, it is a really scary team when you put the yellow suit, the yellow cape, and those yellow hats that Joyce has got in the same room. You betcha. And I'm wearing a yellow shirt just for you, Matt. Oh, mate. My entire <laughs> wardrobe's yellow. <laughs> All the time. All the time. So, so speaking of all things yellow all the time, um, one of the big things that we've got Joyce and, and Mary Beth on, on This Week in Lotus for is to kind of talk to us about a new program slowly percolating its way out of IBM. Called, yes. I think it's called the IBM Champion Collaboration Champions Program, right, Joyce? It's actually the IBM Champions Program because it's being rolled out across um, IBM. It's not just... Uh, uh, IBM Collaboration Solutions Program or Lotus Program. Uh, so there's going to be different flavors for the different brands and different organizations, but it really is the IBM Champions Program. Okay, so what uh, is, what is this? Is a bit like a VMware Expert, like a, a Microsoft MS, whatever it's called, MSP it's, or whatever? Yeah, it's somewhat like that. Um, you know, for for a long time we've wanted to recognize and reward all of our great community members that do so much to help evangelize our products and um, get the word out there about our products, help share their knowledge, um, build the community. And actually a couple of years ago, one of the IBM software brands, Information Management, rolled out this program um, and has has been doing this for the last couple of years. And um, I've connected with them and we are you know, deciding to roll that out across Lotus as well. And it's going to be rolled out across other divisions um, too. In fact, when it's announced on Friday, it's going to be announced for Rational as well. So just it's kind of a phased approach. So we're, we're kind of getting on the bandwagon now. So, so this is going to be across all the software pillars, Joyce? It's, yes, it's not it just is. going to be social? That's correct. So you could be an IBM champion in Tivoli or Rational Information That's... Management? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right then, you'd need to change your wardrobe out, dude. <laughs> You'll have a well, ring, There's a good question. Is, it, uh, is there going to be a lovely coloured logo to indicate which area of the champions program you're a champion in? We do have a logo, and we are going to be um, changing the wording. I don't believe that the logo itself is going to change, but... We'll have IBM Champion, um, you know, comma IBM Collaboration Solutions. Oh. So a little bit like an IBM Advanced Systems Administrator, comma Lotus. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> wow, I can see my mail signatures starting to get really, really long. If I qualified for that. So, so obviously the, the idea is being percolating around. I actually did a search for the original name before it was changed which i think was ibm collaborations champions just two weeks ago but it's not live and in the future the name's already changed so we'll we'll go with that um and i found a couple of old old blog posts particularly i think carl tyler had blogged about it back in 2008 so I, I guess this is something that took a long time to come out of the aircraft carry if it is ibm <laughs> well you said it not me <laughs> but yeah i mean the this is something that we um, have been wanting to do for a while. Um, this is something that another brand had actually executed and, and had done a very good job. So it was something that we could kind of hook onto and be able to roll out, um, you know, in, in short order from, it's not short order if you're talking, you know, 2008. 
<laughs> right, right, and and, and the IM brand that's DB2 and Cognos. That, that's right, right, right. I, I could. I'd be interested to go to one of their champions events because I'd love to see one of them get up stage and, and get on stage and give a speech. That was quite quite amusing. <laughs> um, any DB2 admins listening? I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm talking. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the people sat next to you in the queue, but don't listen to this podcast. Um, so we, we've got the the concept of champions. I guess it's both mm-hmm. internal IBMers and people in in the community. Who, who no. go around wearing yellow suits? Is there any anybody else that kind of it's is? It's actually th- this is an external only uh, oh. program. Yeah, so this is only for um, people outside of IBM clients and business partners. Now anybody can nominate, so uh, you can have IBMers who are very aware of certain business partners and clients who do a great job evangelizing our products and are out there helping lead Lotus user groups and stuff, they can um, they can certainly nominate, but this is not intended to recognize IBMers. Okay. Go ahead. So will, will this be a, an award or a recognition that you just mentioned business partners? Is this something that a business partner can also put on their marketing material? Will it apply to, uh, let's say, a, an ISW or a Dr. Notes in Australia? Would they qualify as as an organization or just the individuals within it's, the organization? It's just the individual. Just the individual. It's it's not like a, a company designation. So we, we talked about being, quote, unquote, nominated. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess it's going to be, uh, I'm guessing it's a website. Yeah, it is. In fact, it's live now if you want to go to. It's ibm.com slash developerworks slash champion. Okay, can you? Will, that will be in the show notes. It will be. Okay, we'll 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 get that up there. So obviously that's that's the nomination input. So is is this kind of a popularity contest where if you get you know twelve nominations, you get like a gold star, or is it based? <laughs> no, on... no. In fact, um, what what you're asked to do either if you're nomi- you can nominate yourself or you can nominate someone else. I have two thousand for me. All, 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 all for me, by the way. Um, and, and what you do on the nomination form, you're, you are to list all the different ways that you contribute to the community and include links to uh, your blog sites in different, pl- in different ways that you contribute. So we'll, we'll receive all of those nominations and then um, I'm putting a panel of IBMers together who will go through and evaluate uh, and look at all the different contributions, both in terms of quality and quantity. So are they involved in a wide range of community activities? And, um, you know, ha- how how great is the contribution that they've contributed? And so we'll be looking at all of that and then coming up with a determination of which which of the nominees deserve the IBM champion designation. So I've got lots of quantity. I just don't have a lot of quality. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I guess over the next few weeks, I need to edit the podcast a bit better. <laughs> so, so that's a really good point, Darren. I mean, if you take Darren and Stuart as an example, obviously they're out there every week. They're running this podcast. Stuart's got half a million blogs that he writes <laughs> on to. Um, what are, when we're talking about contribution to the community is it not just what you actually do to promote the software or promote the brand 
if you've got someone out there who's doing exceptional things, they may not be a business partner, but they're still using the tools in an exceptional way. For example, um, how a couple of guys at Salvation Army helped out with floods and tsunamis recently. Oh, I mean, absolutely. That, that, that's an exceptional example of how the tools can be implemented, but those guys may not necessarily be out there blogging and podcasting all the time. And, and I, yeah. think it's, I think it's important for us as business partners and, and vendors and, and trusted advisors to some of these organizations to actually go and nominate them. Absolutely it, agree with you. I have no doubt the nomination process probably won't be easy because it's an IBM website. But, but the fact of the matter is I think we need to take the time to recognize the people who aren't on the top 10 blog list on Planet Lotus, who don't do the podcasts. You know, uh, you're absolutely right. And I think it's important for, for listeners here to, to, to not think that it, this is, you know, me and Stuart opening up and saying, go vote for us. We want the gold star. I actually think I'm with Matt on this. I think the guys from the Salvation Army who went down to Christchurch and knocked up the applications in Lotus Notes, no less, to actually help with life threatening situations far beyond deserve any nomination beyond anyone else. I, I could mention who I already know and blog and, and talk to at Lotus Fair. Well, I, I can tell you that that really is one of our goals is to help uncover some of these people that maybe aren't as visible as others in the Lotus community and really make sure that they get the recognition that they deserve. So I, that's one reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because I want to make sure that we get the word out to as many people as possible so that, that people can be, um, can nominate people that, that, uh, they know about that may just be kind of on the fringe or maybe kind of be flying under the radar. So, so, so is someone working? Sorry, Darren. I was going to say, is so, this is this time sensitive? Is is there like an opening period where we, we can nominate, and after the yes. nomination period is closed? Okay. Yes, the nomination period um, is from April fifteenth to May fifteenth. Okay. Completely lost my train of thought, mate. Just. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the, the, we know about the nomination process. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the, I guess, the notification or, or what, what, what is tied to being an IBM champion? Do, do we get like a little tiara? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and you can choose blue or pink. <laughs> uh, I thought it would have been a brand color. You get a green tiara <laughs> or a blue tiara. A yellow. I mean yellow. I mean yellow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, you'll be notified, first of all, first of all from me. Um, but then... Some of the things that, that you'll receive, and we're still working out some of the details because one of the things I want to do is really work with the champions directly to say, you know, what is it that's really important to you? What What is it that you're looking for? What kind of recognition? What kind of um, visibility are you looking for? But we're going to have special visibility um, and recognition at events like Lotusphere and different conferences. Um, we'll have different... Um, uh, events that you'll get invitations to. I'm trying to work with some folks to see if we can get some discounts to events and conferences. Um, a free ticket to Lotusphere. <laughs> she didn't say free. She can, said discounted. I can, yeah, I cannot commit to that. Um, and she never but, said Lotusphere. Well, I, I, I'm I'm really looking at all of our alternative, you know, all the different options at this point, and and seeing what I can get done. But I mean, we we definitely are committed to making sure that we provide some benefit to uh, the folks that have shown this outstanding contribution to the community. Um, and then you'll also get like a digital uh, 
designate, you know, like a digital badge that will display on your um, Lotus Connections or your IBM Connections profile in both uh, Developer Works and Lotus Greenhouse in your profile. So we're going to ask the champions to actually update their profile. We'll include that champion badge as well as list your different uh, achievements in, in your profile to make sure that that's recognized. And then we'll have special articles um, and um, announcements that you know recognize the, the different champions. If you look at the information management champions and some of the way that they've been ways that they've been recognized, you'll see some of some of how that's been done there and we'll be um, kind of using that model going forward. For example, they have um, some interviews with IBM champions that have been recorded very professionally and are, are uploaded to YouTube. We'll make sure that um, those are publicized as well. So Joyce, and you also get some personal. goodies. We're working on like a package of goodies that you're going to get that, that's going to have um, a customized, uh, they're going to be customized with this IBM Champions logo. So Yellow boxing gloves again. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. uh, so Joyce, Peter Presnell over the last couple of years has put together a, a website for Lotus Legends and he's added to that a few times. Is, is that the sort of thing that we're looking at through this program as well. So there's going to be a site, whether it's on IBM or Developer Works or whatever, where you can go and see who the champions yes. are. Or yes, absolutely. In fact, you can see that right now uh, for the information management champions. And we'll, I'll make sure and include a, a, a link in the show notes. Is, is, is this like an annual thing as well? Are, are it we, is. Okay. It is. It, so you'll you'll have your tiara for 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> Give it back. It's like Super Bowl. <laughs> and then um, you'll actually be eligible to reapply for recertification, if you will. So we want to make sure that people um, are, you know, only have the IBM Champions designation if they are actively contributing. So we don't want you to get it once and then just you know, have it forever and not have to participate in the community. So it'll be um, a yearly kind of recertification program. So and, unlike and, my PCLP, which I earned in notes four, which te technically Same never here. expires. Yeah, me too. Th this thing is going to go away. True, but Matt, this is Mary Beth. The good news is Joyce and I will do everything in our power to make sure you do not need to answer outdated questions on a test in order to become a champion. That, that's what I was going to say is that the best gift, if you want to make this a gift, is, is if you're a champion, you automatically get SBP in the sales channel to stop me having to take certification tests. That would be the best thing. But that's just me. Uh, so. So there's another good question, Darren. Do you have to be certified in any of the software pillars to be a champion? No. I don't think so, yeah. I would say this is, you know, hopefully this will uncover some really good use cases for, for what people a lot less vocal than the people in the normal Planet Lotus community. You know, is, is my hope here is I think we're going to uncover some, some diamonds Yes. Through this. And, and I think that's only good for the community. I think it's fantastic for IBM. But more importantly, I think it's phenomenal for the people who were chosen 
to, to be part of this IBM Champions program. And, and I think it's a very good idea. I've been a bit vocal about this over, over the last couple of years because uh, I, I like what VMware did with their VExpert, which again is also a yearly re-up. So I think modeling it on that kind of scenario is, is very good because then you don't get someone that did something good 10 years ago still going around telling everyone they're an IBM Champion when, dude, you haven't been on a list for 10 years. What are you talking about? Right, right. So, so you have to get in there and fight and win the title every year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what you got to do when you go to the Olympics. It's what you got to do when you go to World Cup, right? You got to qualify, and I, I think that's only fair. I think if if people qualify one year and then sit back on the laurels, don't be surprised if you don't get in the next year. And, and I think that's that that's that's a fair assumption. But I also I'm with you, Matt, that I, it shouldn't be tied to certification. This is really, you know, what have you done for a specific brand or a specific product above and beyond what what would normally be be in place. And and again, I, I want to echo that I don't think this is for the yellow bubble to go out and and self-nominate. You know, I, I've got a different term for that, but I won't say it on air. <laughs> <laughs> I know what the acronym okay. is. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's time to uncover s- some new talent that normally we wouldn't think to look in, in these places. Uh, you know, Brian Benz, while he's he's kind of famous... Uh, for, for writing one of one of the books early on, I think he's came back and stormed the community late lately with his Deloitte Touche example, and I think that's a prime example of, of going out and doing a YouTube series on, on the benefits of X pages and and and, and Mark Bennett again uh, from from Salvation Army. You know, all the Salvation Army guys do do a phenomenal job. I've worked with quite a few of them in the UK, so I think there's 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 a there's an overwhelming amount of credit to be given out, and I don't think we need to credit the same people over and over again. Yeah. He he. Obviously, it's it's an IBM award. Is is there going to be some level of transparency, or is it just you know a bit like when when people are selected to speak at Lotusphere? Are you expecting a a whole slew of blog posts saying "Yay, I'm great," and a whole slew of blog posts saying "You suck, I wasn't invited." <laughs> <laughs> What is the question again? <laughs> well, it's a, bit, it's a bit like when you when you apply or put an abstract in for Lotusphere. Uh, you know, the day the uh, the rejections and the acceptances come out, the oh. world is split into two. Oh, right, right. And and I would advise people to to lay off the the negativity side, which is kind of a bit strange for me because I'm Mr. Walker and just <laughs> off it. But but well, I think this is an occasion to celebrate things, not not say why wasn't I accepted and someone else was, and and why don't I get the tiara? But I I want to applaud IBM. I think this is an excellent idea. Great, and this Thanks. is Mary Beth. I was just going to say, um, I think that um, it might be a little bit more transparent, um, in so far as. We've discussed the various criteria and things like that, and I'm not sure, you know, the amount to which we're going to disclose all the criteria. Um, but at the moment, I believe I am probably one of the people on the selection committee. And um, since I do have a history of being as transparent as we can, at the very least, you know, we'd like you to know what some of the, you know, acceptance criteria are and things like that in the champions program. And, and I think that's fair. And I, I have a couple of criteria that I think you should add, like, you know, they need to be English, about five foot eight. <laughs> Um, well, at least we know since Mary Beth's on the panel where everyone has to address their packets of Tim Tams to. <laughs> well, indeed, we haven't actually finalized the selection panel, and um, and I'm a possibility, and, and we'll see. And even if I'm not on the selection uh, panel, because, you know, I'm working a little bit on this with Joyce, um, you know, we'll do what we can to let you know the process and stuff like that, because... 
I mean, we'd like the whole thing to kind of be fun and exciting, you know, kind of like a fun buildup that kind of reinforces the community and indeed um, exactly. you know, makes people feel good about the community in general. And an Apple iPad 2s will be a good substitution for Tim Tams as bribery, I'm guessing, as well, right? <laughs> well, there will be no bribery, but if you just happen to mail an <laughs> iPad to my house, I won't say no. <laughs> Me neither, but there you go. I don't have, a, I don't have any power in the selection process. Well, and the other thing to keep in mind is, I mean, this is the first time that we're rolling out this program, and I'm hoping that uh, we'll continue to improve it over time so i you know i imagine there there may be some glitches with this first time but i'm i'm committed to making sure that we improve it make it better and better each year and have have we got like a quantity because i know i think the expert is a thousand i'm not sure about mvp i think mvp is maybe twenty five thousand, but that's a bit large in my opinion uh, are you guys kind of you know a ballpark number that you're trying to head for i can i can tell you that we're we're ball, ballparking it right now at 50 Oh, good. So it is an exclusive club. Yes. That's nice. Yeah. So Yeah, it's not going to be one of those everybody who participates gets a trophy. <laughs> but that's, that's the American way. <laughs> that's that's why I came to America, because everybody wins. Damn. Oh, shucks. <laughs> um, so obviously we've got until May, May the 15th to, to put our nominations in. Uh, I yes. guess we're free to nominate multiple potential nominees that's correct okay and do we know an approximate date where the oscar recipients will be told that they win the best picture award um we are there's going to be um a little bit of lag time between the time the champions are told and then it's announced publicly we need to gather a little bit of information but we're looking to have the the final announcement be at the end of june so it's going to be a, probably the last week of, of June that we announce it. Okay. I, I think that's a, that's a fair timeline. I yeah. Think, you know, there's, there's got to be some conversations around. And, 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 and then, like you said, filling in the gaps of what these people – because the, my, my hope is that the majority of people will not nominate themselves. Then I guess you've got to go and do some investigating to see if a nomination is true and fill in the gaps. Right, right. Ah, detective work too. <laughs> Interesting. Um, again, I just want to. But the more people can make it easy for us, the the, the you know higher likelihood that person will be chosen. <laughs> so five thousand word essays sent to Joyce Tibbs, <laughs> please, on, on anybody you nominate, along with their bibliography. And that's fine, and we're hoping for active URLs to check things out, and yes, uh, results of the security background check from your government of residence. <laughs> sure, you know. Um... Not a TSA search. Yeah, really. Yeah. That's <laughs> you might not go that far. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that uh, I'll have to do investigatory travel, perhaps, to far off regions where we have unknown potential champions. <laughs> well, well let, let me tell you a couple of things. So, so one of the things we found doing this podcast is we have literally, there's Lotus people all over the world. And we did a book competition not so long ago, and there was a guy who actually won the book. But I had to double take on his address because it was Kuala Lumpur. Oh, wow. Um, and he was working for the United Nations that were putting a new government in place or something like that. And it, it, you, have, you have to double take on the signatures. So, you know, it is it is wide and varied. I'm not sure if Mary Beth would get to Kuala Lumpur, but, you know, you can always dream. Uh, Roti Boy and Chili Gummy Bears. There are two great reasons to go to KL. 
There we go. Yes. Chili yeah. gummy bears. Chili gummy bears. That sounds that sounds yummy. Uh, I'll 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 rephrase. <laughs> That's right. Let's let's be open and and open to ideas. You never know. And maybe so, maybe we'll give those away as part of the prize for being a champion. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yellow chili gummy bears. Perhaps. <laughs> wow. Um. So so Matt, what, what do you what do you think about this? I, I think it's an excellent program. The, the idea behind it to actually recognise people, especially people who may not be. Um, jumping up and down and wearing yellow suits and making a spectacle of themselves. <laughs> the people who are actually at the coalface doing great things. I've got a couple of nominations in mind straight away. And of course, including people from all over the world, I, I would suppose that one of the hard things for you guys judging this in America is going to be verifying or validating that contribution from somewhere like in Australia or New Zealand or Indonesia or Singapore or wherever it happens to be, where there isn't a huge IBM presence and campus. Yeah, I, I think we'll probably learn a lot through uh, this first iteration. But um, yeah, I think it, I think it's going to be a challenge. But we are, you know, bringing in people from uh, different geos to make sure that we're we're trying to. Get that yeah, that was the, one of the things we talked about, uh, both Joyce and I, and then with the um, the overarching people at IBM who are looking at the other champion programs um, across IBM, because we did want to make sure that since IBM is a global company, that it wasn't uh, too U.S.-centric. So we wanted to make sure we had some judges from the various geos. Um, so again, we haven't finalized that list, but yeah, that was definitely a concern. And another concern of ours uh, at least this round, you know, the nomination forms, et cetera, are in English. And um, we're hoping for a lot of success. And in the future, we're hoping that perhaps we'll be able to, you know, make the nomination forms and, and the judging process and things like that available in other languages as well. And and so, Mary Beth, you'd indicated that, that, that this is... Joyce and myself and Matt had just talked about that I saw a blog post back in 2008 from Cal Tyler. Um, but you just indicated uh, on, on the chat that this, this actually came from UK log or ILOG? Uh, well, can you guys still hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can. Okay. Um, part of it did, insofar as Joyce will remember, I went to UK log and um, listened to the great community talk that Warren Elsmore gave about the Lego community, and there was an awful lot of interest and stuff. So on the spur of the moment at UK log, I decided to have a, uh, a special um Birds of a Feather session. It's about Lotus community and what people wanted to do and what they wanted IBM Lotus to do. And uh, we had a great session and I was able to Skype Joyce into the session to listen a lot. And one of the overarching requests that came out of UK Lug was some kind of champions program. Um, and so as luck would have it, Joyce and I had been talking about it, investigating this, and at the same time, uh, we had Bronavon and a bunch of other people at IBM in the brands in general thinking about the program as well. So it was able to come together um, kind of kind of nicely, quite frankly. Um, so it's a true international collaboration. Yes, indeed. Yes. And, and that kind of takes us nicely, if everyone's kind of finished about this, in, into our next piece, which is, uh, you know, M Matt, you've got some interest in the social collaboration that Joyce and Mary Beth, obviously being in one of the world's biggest companies, it's very, very dispersed. 
uh, and also me who sits in a basement all by myself and, and, and works with a lot of people who I never see, including my wife. <laughs> She's not here now, so I can say that. Um, you know, there, there was, there was, we're trying to have a conversation around that as well, correct, Matt? Absolutely. I mean, social is one of the things that has completely changed the world in the last couple of years. There's absolutely no doubt that giving people the ability to interact in real time and find people through tools like Facebook and LinkedIn, whatever that happens to be, is permeating itself in the workplace through tools like Lotus Connections and Social Text. So you guys internally at IBM are, are fairly heavy connections users. And that's also available to the wider community through Developer Works and Greenhouse, Blue House, or sorry, Lotus Live. How has working with connections affected the way that you guys, Joyce and Mary Beth, interact with your co-workers and those people from the outside? You know, I, I think that it's opened up a whole new IBM to me because I'm interacting with people that I would have never known of otherwise. And that happens a couple of different ways. So I might just be in Lotus Connections, you know, discovering the conversations through profiles of, you know, who's doing what, who's working on what. And people are really good about sharing some people are really good about sharing what they're doing uh, right then. And I cannot tell you the, the great information that I have picked up from that and then the connections I've made. So I'll, I'll find something interesting and then I will um, make a connection with that person. And then over time, we end up interacting more and more because we have either common interests or we're working on common projects. And, and that's just really been invaluable. I can tell you it drives me batty when people don't use it because I kind of feel like that's how you keep in tune with what's going on in our company is by using our social software. And and so it's it's just making me even more frustrated when, when I run into people who don't because I want them to see the benefit of it and then I want to also know what they're doing and, and make sure that I can learn from them as well. So you guys are sitting in your notes clients right now. I, I presume, um, Joyce and Mary Beth, you're running the internal status updater? You know, I'll be honest with you. I, I just use the, I use the web interface. I, Not a notes this is client. Mary Beth, and, and I know what you're fishing for, Matt, and so I'm going to give it to you. I am running wildfire <laughs> in my notes sidebar, all right? <laughs> On my Mac, however, I am not. I am using um, just the web interface over on the Mac. Is Wildfire so, yes. available for the Mac? Absolutely. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I will I will install it. It took 46 okay. minutes to hear the word Wildfire, and now we've heard it like 12 times in two seconds. <laughs> plug, 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 plug. <laughs> no, look, that, that wasn't actually the, the point of my the point of my um, uh, question. Coming up in a very short period of time, fingers crossed, I hope, there is going to be some sort of beta announced or released, hopefully prior to an event in January next year, which will include the next great release of the product that we all know and love. And part of that is activity streams. So the point I was trying to make, activity streams are available right now to 
anyone who's using a notes client using a number of tools like the internal IBM status updater which is available on Greenhouse and also tools like Wildfire that you can get off OpenNTF. So how have you guys found, once you've connected with people, the information that you're able to draw from those mini streams that are now available using those tools? Well, in some respects, it's really cool with regard to um, the connections updates that I'm following because I'll admit, um, on the one hand, perhaps I should clean out my connections list of network you know, people because I added a lot of people that I didn't really work with that closely or know that well when I first just started playing with it because I wanted to follow a bunch of people to see how it worked. Um, and now as I'm working more on integrating the Lotus portfolio with, you know, connections and notes and notes and same time, but also integrating it with other tools, you know, provided by IBM, like the Cognos brand or even internal sales tools. Um, I'm finding it really interesting to glance down and just kind of get a big picture in terms of some salespeople will tweet about, you know, where they're going that day or what projects they're working on and stuff like that. And on a couple occasions, um, especially most recently because I'm also working on a project to add some social networking tools to the sales tools that we use at IBM. Um, and I don't really know that many sellers. And if I do, they've been, you know, Lotus brand sellers, but there's all sorts of different sellers at IBM. And so I've been able to kind of pick up on some of them and find out what they're doing. And, and via the status updates, I've found a couple that have given me like half hour mentoring sessions on how, you know, people in general business do sales and stuff like that. So it's been really cool and very interesting and useful in a broad way um, that, you know, that we haven't had at IBM quite this way before. Sure, you could look up people in blue pages and you can search for static expertise, you know, but this kind of finding out what's going on and what, you know, what they're doing in the moment has been uh, really quite useful. And, and I think there's, we, there is the potential of, of it being a double-edged sword. And, and I think, you know, an organization, an individual has to be conscious that sometimes you have to go offline to get stuff done. And, you know, what you find is with all of these same time communities I'm a member of, you know, I, I can get a couple of hundred same time messages or direct tweets uh, or DMs out of Twitter, you know, in an hour. And, and sometimes you just have to step back and say, you know what, the community and, and, and the feed is still going to be there in two hours or four hours when I come back after I've got something done. And, and I think that's a conscious decision that, that, that you have to make. I, I think, you know, if, if we sit there and just watch the activity streams, it's a bit like watching the green matrix screen, right? Where it's just constantly going past. And, and I think we all have, you know, that, that kind of moment where you're like, oh my God, I haven't seen Twitter for two days. What's going on? And there's no way you can keep up with it. Mary Beth, you, you had to go offline for a couple of days uh, last weekend or the weekend before, how did how did you cope with not having <laughs> instant access to your community? Yeah, so what I did was I was a chaperone for um, my church organization had what they called a, a fast for social action and a whole bunch of high school kids and myself agreed to go without food or electronics for 30 hours. And pretty much everybody agreed it was harder to go without the electronics than it was the food. <laughs> So, uh, so that really is an indication of how much social networking is actually changing the way that we interact, not just on a personal level, but also on a business level. So are you guys seeing that with the interest in connections? Because Joyce, I know you're a big connections fan. So yeah, I mean, it's absolutely uh, impacted the way I work. And I mean, I, 
I feel like I'm in the dark if I don't have access to, <laughs> to, to my social, you know, social software, including connections. But I feel the same way about Twitter or Facebook. I, I need to be connected to know what's going on in the world. And I think that's the key, right? It's, it's a tool set. Connections is one of the tools. Wildfire is one of the tools. Twitter is one of the tools. Right. Uh, and I think the, the, a collaboration of all the tools together does lead to some kind of social collaboration. Uh, you know, the, the, the <clears throat> Wiki Madness, right, was a collaboration between IBM and, and, and Joyce and Chris Tui, who works for Group, and David Leedy, who does Notes and Nine. And, and I'd be surprised if something like that would have happened had we not had the tools we have today. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely feel much closer to the community when I can reach out either via same time or Twitter or connections. I mean, there's just, there's so many ways. There's there's no excuse for not being able to find somebody or connect to somebody. <laughs> there's, there's so many ways to clobber these loudmouths in the community. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so Matt, you, you, you are... You know, you created a piece of software that a lot of people in the community use just just for this, which is which is Wildfire. Um, obviously, you won an award. I think you won an award, right? At Lotus yeah. Fame? So, yeah. So we won the open source award, and and the team behind it. I mean, Adam and Joel and Andrew and myself have just been building on all these ideas and there's been some great feedback but at the end of the day the driving factor was there's all this social stuff happening and it was a bit of a premonition of what's going to come with activity streams in the next group of IBM products so if you've got the tool installed whether whether you're using wildfire or whether you're using the status updater that's available on greenhouse when you start plugging those sidebar apps into your social networks and your communities, you're getting an activity stream, you're getting a river of news, and it has absolutely changed the way that, that we work and interact with one another and also changed the way that we interact with our customers. And, and, and I think that can only be a good thing. And, and, and this is where I think it's important. There's a, a lot of organizations are starting to add quote-unquote activity streams into the products. And, and I think the thing that often gets overlooked is Connections has had it for a while. You know, Notes has had it for a while, if you count TwitNotes, which was, I think, Mikhail Heisterberg's, you know, first crack at this, which was is a very good Twitter client as well, by the way, that just plugs into the sidebar. And then Wildfire kind of expands on this by adding other feeds. Is, is activity streams has been in the underlying notes product since since eight shipped you've been able to do this so i think that's that's kudos to ibm for for a bit of foresight in this that uh, you know giving us some type of extensible client that i think now is being formalized into the word activity streams is exactly what we've been doing so the lady who's responsible for deciding how it all looks mary beth with the upcoming release of products there's going to is there going to be tighter integration is there going to be more interaction between all of the products maybe because or because of the eclipse framework because we're able to so tightly integrate all of this information from various sources uh, well, first, um, Ethan Perry is our design lead for connections, and I work with Ethan quite a bit. And 
obviously from the Vulcan vision, we have showed tighter integration and how much we vulcanize connections in the next release and how much we vulcanize notes as we move toward integrating them more and more, you know, kind of depends on the release cycles and what we choose to go ahead and integrate with each release. But certainly that is the whole direction that we are moving. And so, for example, um, uh, the uh, subscriptions, Notes has had subscriptions for many years, as you pointed out, um, which is a form of activity feeds. You know, the way I've been monitoring the Notes uh, design partner forum for years is, right, I get my uh, list of note my note subscription in digest form, you know, once a day of all the people who made comments, you know, on the notes design partner form, and I get it in my Lotus Notes client, and I click on the doc links. Um, you know, we could certainly webify that, um, and also include that in activity streams so that you can get information on any of your notes database applications as part of your activity stream, along with other other things like from connections or other things, because we have the toolkit um, that's available in beta, I believe, up on. Uh, Lotus Live for working with these activity streams. So that's kind of a long-winded way of saying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a much more that's enjoyable. Great. Yes, that, that was that was a much more enjoyable than yes, yes. <laughs> well done. Um, and, and I think it's important as well that, that, that I think social networks don't necessarily overweigh personal networks. And, and I know Lisa, um, she went to South by Southwest and her and Stuart have kind of sort of collaborated on a get uh, do business, get social law, get social do business even podcast. And, and I think it's important to show that you know it's it's the personal relationships also allow you to build out these networks. And if you go and listen to that podcast, which I'm not pimping because it's Lisa, I'm actually pimping because it was kind of interesting last week, uh, or the last few weeks when I've been listening to it, is there's they, 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 they talk to people who are like this is just an extension of how I do business now. It's not that it's social business, is that it's just business. And some people are calling it social business, but like me, it's 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 just business. A bit like people would say a website is e-commerce. No one ever uses e-commerce now. It's just that's how business is done. And I think we're just waiting for the next breakthrough in nomenclature to get rid of a world social, which I think scares a lot of organizations as well. Yeah, I think you're right. Because they think it just means you, 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 you're sitting at your desk tweeting and Facebooking and, you know, not doing your work as soon as they see that word social. And so my hope is that that'll just drop off over the next couple of years and it will just be that's how you do your job. That's how you do business. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think the transition or the transformation for a, for a person you know, for a naysayer or whatever comes when they have that aha moment, when when they get on Twitter and they actually find something out that they wouldn't have found out otherwise, or they start getting kind of hooked into the conversation that's going on that they didn't realize was going on before, you know, and, or, or they connect with somebody that, that has becomes really valuable to them or, or a good relationship, um, business relationship. I think it's those aha moments that turn people around and say, Oh, now I get it. Yes. There, there's a metamorphosis that comes around when you, stop thinking it's a river of drivel and it becomes a river of news right right and and that's where i think the business context still for the most for most of the companies with maybe the exception of the technology companies but most run-of-the-mill companies uh, are still scared of same time let, let, let alone being able to do status updates i'm off to the toilet now i'm back from the toilet now <laughs> <laughs> i could just imagine what would happen at some some of my customers the old style manufacturing customers but that's kind of 
the next leap. And I think tools like Twitter, tools like Wildfire, and, and definitely connections can, can help break down them barriers. But it's it's going to be a slog. Uh, you know, we talk about what what was it like to be the first person with email. I think it's also a bit like that for these organizations. Well, if I'm the first person in my sphere of influence in what I do in, in, in my manufacturing of widgets, then who is out there to listen to me? But there's some value for being first to market on some of that stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I think that was actually a, a quite good conversation, um, which kind of leads us into the, uh, the, the rest of the news, which I want to touch on, because we're, we're probably going to run a bit long, but not 25 minutes long this week. Um, so, so elsewhere around the news, uh, IBM launched their quote-unquote smart public cloud platform. Now, myself and Matt are going to be at UK Log, and we're going to hold a competition where you've got to say smart public cloud platform 10 times in a row after drinking eight, eight Guinnesses. And if you win, you will win a This Week in Lotus t-shirt. <laughs> I, I saw the name. And I'll be honest, I thought that's got to be IBM. And, and sure enough, it was. Uh, but, but the irony is, I think it's actually quite descriptive. For the first time in my life, I actually knew what they meant by their name, even though their name was probably four words longer than most other people would have called it. I think the the at least overcome the this is a non-descriptive name, we've just been able to trademark it. But it's it's got what it is. It's a public cloud platform. And I think there needs to be some differentiation by the vendors of what is a public platform cloud and what is private. And I think IBM have come out swinging on this one. And, and ironically, I think despite a rather long name, they've knocked the ball out of the park in being descriptive. Shocker. Darren actually agrees with IBM. <laughs> wow. We've got Everyone it recorded. <laughs> note of the date and time. <laughs> Darren Duke publicly congratulating IBM on a name. It, it is a very good name and it does describe it really well, but the one thing that you can't do with this is come up with a really good acronym. SPCP. It sounds a bit like a drug from the 1980s. <laughs> Actually, PCP, yeah. it is. It's got it in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't see that at first. Yeah, okay, I might change my mind then. Now, it's uh, good, good acronyms. You know, we, you don't always need a good acronym to start off with. You know, IBM wasn't called IBM first. It was called the National Business Machine. So maybe... There is something to be said for that, but the fact. Yeah, that maybe we need to give it a good nickname rather than going through with just the letters. You know, yeah. we just, you know, Smarty Cloud. Oh <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, yeah, our public cloud. Our smart. I do like Smarty Cloud though. That's actually good, Smarty Cloud. That's what we'll call it from now on. But if, I like the, the the fact that it's a differentiation. Look, this is a public cloud. You're gonna get all of the benefits, and admittedly, all of all of the not benefits, all of the cons of it being a public cloud. And, and I think it's good to have that in the name. So I, 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 I beat IBM all the time on the naming. I think it's a bit long, but I think it's very descriptive of what it is. Um, speaking of cloud, literally just two minutes before we came on air, I saw a tweet that said the Lotus Live uh, infrastructure is increasing their edge server count, which made me go and read the, the article. And I was shocked Lotus Live is increasing their number of edge servers, so the servers you connect to, from six, that's the number six, one, two, three, four, five, six, up to 75,000. I, wow. I, I was just blown away. Either someone has completely underestimated the number of servers they needed, or this service is just selling out the wazoo and they're, they're, they're being really successful. 
But either way, I think that's an astounding number of servers. That's like a factor of 10,000 increase. That's a lot of node servers out there on the internet. Yeah, well, this is technically the Edge server, so I guess WebSphere Edge or some type of proxy, Apache proxy is my guess. Um, but even so, I think you're going to, you know, just just the sheer increase makes you raise an eyebrow and say, wow, that's that's kind of an impressive number. Uh, you know, that's that's a Google number of servers. So, so again, uh, you know, congratulations to IBM. These are starting to roll out over the next few months. I think they're starting to roll out April 15th is what I, what I read in the article. It's in the show notes. It's actually worth a read to see why they're doing this. But I, I thought the number was just worth – was noteworthy just by itself. Wow. Six to seventy-five thousand. That that that's that's some blade sender right there. <laughs> um, moving right along, uh, there's been a couple of posts this month on the pending end of life support for R7. Um, it's been long. Uh, it goes end of life the end of this month, so April thirtieth, which uh, it happens a day earlier in in Australia. So remember, that's that's not. 15 days, 16 days from now. Um, so do we still have clients on it? I, I see R7 a lot less than I used to, but I see 6.5 an awful lot. Matt, what about you? Uh, we actually came across, I came across a Notes 5 install in oh, the wild. Look at that. Just Green, a, not even Y2C wow. compliant. Uh, yes, well, technically, maybe not, but, you know, that it's still out there, and it's it's a testament to the product that you've got software that's 10 years old that's still floating around on computer systems, and it's still doing its job. So I, th I think the other thing that you have to recognise here is, no, it's not going to be an officially supported program, but guys, on the 30th of April, your Notes 7 infrastructure will still work. Right, it's not the end of the world, it's just the end of the world. <laughs> it just depends so, on which way you look at it. So so you will call support, support will probably giggle at you for a few minutes. And then, as they normally do, they normally ask, hey, do you want to buy extended support? <laughs> and then they'll tell you to upgrade. So that's, I'll tell you exactly what IBM support will tell you. Uh, like Matt said, it's not going to stop working. There's no magic time bomb in there. It just means from this point on, there will be no magic hotfixes for R7 unless you pay the, the extended support fee, which is usually exorbitant for a reason because IBM really wants you to use the new stupendous features of, of 8.5, 8.5.2, etc. If you are on 7, Please don't go to 8.0. Please just jump all the way to 8.5.2. You will thank me for it. 8.5 has a lot more nice features like Deos and ID Vault than 7 did. 7 was, was the first iteration of the client release. 8.5 has all the new server bells and whistles. So if, you, if you're looking to move, go to 8.5.2. Uh, and all the nice mention, client stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. and, and the, the somewhat faster Lotus Notes client loading. Um, it's probably worth pointing out as well that... that it's, it's public now, but IBM aren't doing any more in the 8.0, so 8.0.2 is the last of the 8.0 code streams. There will be fix packs. I think it's up to fix pack 5 now. Um, so if you do go to that, you're only going to see fix packs. There's going to be no feature releases for the 8.0 stream, which is one of the reasons why I'm saying 8.5.2 is probably where you want to go. Um, in other news, um, Alan Leposky, who now works for Social Text, which is important to the context of this, this article, um, had blogged that... Uh, a, a informal poll, I think by Information Week, of, of a couple of hundred organizations had went round and said, uh, from your enterprise 2.0 infrastructure, think Lotus Connections, et cetera, et cetera, uh, who, who are the vendors? 
and you know jive is uh, so, so social test is number one jive is number two and ibm were number three in this informal poll uh, which I think bodes very well for IBM, just being an informal poll of information we did. You know, to even come on the poll is, is usually a bit of a shocker for, for IBM when information we picks the, the, the client. So I think that's very good. Um, where's Microsoft in this, Matt? That's the one that blew me away about the article because, I mean, it mentions them, but it doesn't actually rate them. And the article actually says that there wasn't a lot of feedback on the Microsoft suite of products. And my take on that is because Microsoft is a suite of products and you've got to implement so many different things to get that collaboration toolkit together that you get out of the box with a connections, with a social text, with a jive. And, and I think that's a valid point is, uh, you know, the Microsoft is not necessarily a product. I think it's a stack slash religion slash, you know, lifestyle choice, right? You start at the bottom and you build out a Microsoft stack. You're going to be Microsoft top to bottom. What I find interesting, though, is obviously I think Microsoft will tell you SharePoint is their enterprise 2.0 collaboration kind of suite. But the customers don't think that, apparently. No, and we're getting the interesting thing now here in Australia, we're starting to see that second wave of, I've tried SharePoint and it didn't work for me. What else is out there? Pretty good for file sharing, right? If that's what you've got, if you've got an office infrastructure and you want to have kind of web dev file sharing, SharePoint is a pretty good tool. If you want to do feeds and, and social bookmarks and, and all of that good stuff, I, I think SharePoint's going to struggle. And, and one of the things I do want to want, want to give kudos to, I said kudos, the first time in this episode, um, I think it was the first time, uh, is, is to the Jive people. That is a phenomenal name. I just want to buy it just because it makes me think I want to dance like to Jive Bunny and stuff. <laughs> and, and, and while Smart Public Cloud Platform or Smarty Cloud or whatever we're going to call it, it's kind of a bit catchy. You know, Jive, it just it's, it gets me excited just saying it. I want to go out and install it. I don't know if it's good. I don't, I've never used it. But it's it's one of them just terms that you're like, you know what, that's happy software. And then I read social text, text and I'm like, oh, that's got text in it. That means I have to write. No, I don't want to do that. So, I, you know, from, from, a, from a marketing standpoint, I think Jive nailed it because that's the one I'm probably going to go and look at now, even though we do have an internal connections infrastructure. And I couldn't get rid of that because if I get rid of the bookmarks feature, I will be hung from the rafters. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they will chop me up into small pieces because that's, that's the piece of connections that we live and die by is, is the bookmarks feature. That's and, why Lisa slapped me for, <laughs> for trying to clean up my bookmarks in my browsers. Oh, yes, yes. She is a big advocate of the oh connections doggy feature, uh, which is, is I, I think, is one of the best pieces that people don't realize how it much intrinsic really knowledge great. you have in your bookmark bar that other people doing a similar job could use and be better because of it. Well, and how That's, much it tells you about somebody, too. Oh, then you don't need to see mine, then. Well, I, and I'm, I mean, from a business sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Then okay, yes. Which, which is great when you jump into connections and you see what other people have bookmarked in the last couple of days. Right, right. Or that shows up in your activity stream and, and it's like, well, why did Michael go and bookmark that? And you go and read it and it's a gem right. that you wouldn't have found if you hadn't exactly. have been made aware of it. Yep. Yeah, and, ex exactly. I think you're perfectly right. Is, is it's crowdsourcing at its best, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and just jumping in there on congratulations to social text you know alan and the team out there have got they've actually got quite a good product um, we've we've worked with alan and the team to integrate or do some integration with wildfire plug plug and social text so i've actually used the tool and it is a very good tool yep congratulations to them um so i think that about wraps it up for this week by my calculation uh we're right at about an hour and two minutes so yay, yay. um now we're going to go around i want to try i'm going to try and condense this so if we could do our tip and how people can contact you both in the one kind of pass through so miss joyce davis you are first what is your tip well my tip is um Something I found, you know, the IBM Impact Conference is this week, and I can't remember if it was a tweet or what, but somehow I was forwarded to the live stream site where I could watch the opening general session, and then um, I, of course, wanted to watch it on one of my iOS devices. So the iShiny. Yes, the iShiny. So I installed the live stream app on my iPhone and then was able to watch uh, live streams and videos from not just IBM Impact, but you can also look at videos from Lotusphere as well. And okay. if, so you can just go to livestream.com slash IBM software. You were walking around streaming stuff. Steve Jobs to your iPhone, weren't you? Admit <laughs> it. Admit How did it. you know? How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then I see you have a second tip. Yes, I do, but I have to get back to my browser <laughs> to remind me what it was. It was something about following a general manager. Oh, yes. Um, I don't know how many of you know, and maybe you've talked about this on previous podcasts and I missed it, but Alistair Rennie, the general manager for IBM Collaboration Solutions, is on Twitter, and I encourage everyone to follow him. It's Alistair underscore Rennie. And that will be linked in the show notes. And he actually does do some pretty good tweets. He links to some good stuff in the industry. I think there was a thing in eWeek the other week he linked to. So he actually is actually a pretty good tweeter. Um, and not only that, this is Mary Beth, he actually seems to read people's Twitter streams because I saw him in the hallway at work on Monday. And he said, hey, Mary Beth, how was your weekend? And he stopped and he said, wait, I know. I read your Twitter stream. You still have snow. And some kid from California came in your yard and built the snowman. Oh, look okay, at that. Living that the warms the my heart. <laughs> That's what this is all about, seriously. Yes, living the getting to know each other and under, you know, really knowing what's going on in in, your, in people's lives. As an aside, Lisa's upset that Barack Obama is actually following me. <laughs> but that's a different story. You know that the deadliest catch, the official deadliest catch account, is following me. <laughs> well, that's well, a bit of a fan fan girl of that, so. I am. If you follow your Twitter stream at all, you know that Joyce lives for the Deadliest Cat season premiere, which was last night, right? Over the night before? It was, it was. Um, well, you have to come down to Australia one time, Joyce, so we can take you out on my dad's crayfish boat. Oh, that'd be so much fun. Um, well, that's a tip coming up, maybe, in a, in a, in a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah. um, Mary Beth, do you have a tip for our esteemed listeners? So my tip is, a, you know, it's a notes tip. And you have to be using the uh, Notes standard client. That's the one with the shiny sidebar that will also have a wildfire plug-in when you install it. <laughs> um, and when you open a mail message from someone, uh, even if you are not logged into SameTime or anything, you can right-click on the person's name and, and you'll get a context menu. 
in that context menu will have a menu item called find available time dot 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 and that will give you that person's free time by looking at their calendar but if you just want to know when that person has free time or you might be chatting with them in an instant message or even god forbid on the telephone the old-fashioned way and you just want to know when they're free you don't have to actually create the calendar entry you can just click that menu item and it'll bring up their free time after looking at their calendar so you can get an idea there and she's not mistaken. This is not just an internal IBM feature. I have just tried it on 852 <laughs> Fix Pack 2, and I did not know that was there. <laughs> and that has been there since 8.0. Oh, I'm, I'm a laggard. See, for all this talk of technology, I don't go and try it. <laughs> um, great tip. That's fun. I didn't know that was there. And you can do that from anywhere. It's actually contextual. It's, you don't have to be in the same time. That's fantastic. Right. Sure. Great tip. Mr. Matt Newman. Um, my tip is, I mentioned last week about uh, the Australian Lotus User Group that's going to happen later this year. We're actually escalating that. What we are trying to do right now is create a Lotus Week in Australia. So put the dates in your diary um, last week of August, so August 22nd through to the 26th. If you would like to come to Australia, spend three days at the VIEW X-Pages boot camp and then spend another two days with like-minded professionals and technologists exploring all things IBM slash Lotus, come along to Lotus Week. Now, we've just uh, opened up a survey today, so in the show notes we'll publish the link to the survey. We want your feedback. Would you be interested in attending Lotus Week in Australia? And would you like to come to the X-Pages Bootcamp and the Australian Lotus Group user group meeting, or both? Um, and what would you like to see at Auslug? So www.auslug.org, and just follow the links to the survey, jump on, have your say, and come along to Auslug in August this year. And remember to say that you want to see Joyce Davis and Mary Beth Raven at Housework. <laughs> yes, <Absolutely>. yes, please. <laughs> so if, if you're in Australia and you would like to have the same sort of usability experience testing that goes on at Lotusphere in Orlando and have your say on the future of Lotus products, make sure you check the option that says, I am interested in UX and usability testing at Auslug and that'll maybe make sure that we get people like Ms. Raven and Ms. Davis down to Sydney. Excellent. Ooh, great stuff. idea. Yay. Yes, congratulations on that. Now, you might want to change it to Lotus Australia Week, because then you could just call it law. Oh, L-A-W-S. <laughs> there we go. Or maybe... No, that'll do for now. I'm getting... I'm, I'm getting <laughs> my, my head's starting to hurt. Um... So congratulations on that. I know from personal experience, lugs are not easy to set up, especially multi-day, let alone week-long week, week long ones. So, you know, I want to echo Matt's response. You know, go out there, take the survey, um, tell them what you want to see. These guys are itching to help. Uh, you know, it's been a while since there's been a big event, you know, down under. Let's take the funder down under. <laughs> oh, now, now he's rocking. That's Look, right. Darren... It, it's a fantastic team that we've put together that's organising the event. We've got customers involved in organising it. We've got business partners involved in organising it. Um, it's actually being done at the moment from IBM. 
We're about to start knocking on some doors. Um, the team is really, really excited. We are going to put on a fantastic event. And if we've got enough interest to have the X-Pages boot camp you are really um, looking forward to bringing that event down to Sydney as well. So it's going to be a hell of a good week at Lotus Love Fest in August in Sydney. Which, and, and August in Sydney is about like the temperature at Lotusphere in February, correct? Absolutely. So it, it's not it's not cold. It might be um, a little bit wet, but that's typically what we've got at Lotusphere the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, not, nice temperature, nice time to be in Sydney. It's not going to be 50 degrees with flies all over you. Okay, great stuff. Um, so me, I actually have a useful tip, and I didn't just make it up two minutes ago, which I think is a record for me. Um, so today I was showed a tool called RDC Man or Microsoft's RDC Manager, and it allows you from a single console screen to manage all of your different remote desktop connections and how you connect, whether you connect via a console switch or whether you don't. Um, and it's kind of a phenomenal too. Microsoft give it away for free. It's only like 700K download. It's not even that big. Um, I don't know where Microsoft got it from, but it's free. It will. I, I connect remote desktops a lot uh, because it's a lot faster than VMware vSphere console connectivity. So if you are like me, you have remote desktop icons strewn all over your desktop, this is the tool for you. Go get it. It's linked in the show notes. Um, now, I did forget to ask everyone how, how to find you, so I'll go back around again. So, Miss Joyce, how do people find you? Well, I'm on Twitter at J-A-D-I-N-T-X. So oh, tell me, tell me. That has, that, that has a reason, right? It doesn't, it's not just yeah, it's random an, letters. Yeah, it's because I'm an idiot when I set up the account. But um, <laughs> it's, it's my initials, J-A-D, Joyce Ann Davis, in... Texas, TX, so J-A-D-I-N-T-X. I would never have figured that out had it not been for Lisa's podcast. <laughs> and now it makes perfect sense. Uh, so so thank you for coming on, Joyce. Uh, we hope you have a lot of success with the IBM uh, Champions program. I think it's a splendid idea. Thanks. I'm going to throw in a last-minute tip. I just installed this really cool sidebar widget, and it's called Wildfire. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Beth, how do our listeners follow you? They can follow me on Twitter at Mary Beth Raven. That's all one word. But please also, I encourage you to follow me at Lotus Design. That's at Lotus Design, one word. I'm trying more and more to do the at Lotus Design tweeting is more about business stuff and more personal stuff at Mary Beth Raven. So just a warning, if you follow Mary Beth Raven, you're going to hear a lot about the California kids getting excited about snow in April that I'm really sick of. And, of course, uh, there's the Notes Design Blog uh, at www.notesdesignblog.com. Great stuff. And, obviously, we now know which one Alistair follows. Yes. <laughs> um, so, thank you for being on the podcast, as always, Mary Beth. Very enlightening. And, again, I want to commend IBM on the IBM uh, Champions Program. I think it's an excellent idea. Mr. Matt Newman, how would people inside of Wildfire find you? Uh, they would need to connect to me on Twitter and Facebook and social text and Lotus Live connections and Bleed Yellow connections and Greenhouse connections. And it's M-A-T-N-E-W-M-A-N. -E -E That's it. That's Matt right. Newman. Matt Newman, one and, two. 
Matt Newman, 1T. And Darren, thanks very much for including me for the last couple of weeks, mate. It's been an absolute blast. Uh, well, I was going to say, thank you for, for taking Stuart's place. Um, I think you did a very good job as me, and I did a very bad job as Stuart. So congratulations <laughs> on that. Uh, again, listeners, I really apologize. Uh, you know, Stuart is, uh, does a phenomenal job. Uh, we may actually have to get Stuart and Matt on the podcast and me take early retirement from this point on. But again, thank you to Matt Newman for being on. Uh, my name is Darren Duke, uh, blog.darrenduke.net for all things technically related to the Lotus Technologies and Darren Duke, all one word for my 140 character rants on Twitter. Thank you, and we will see you next week. All opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the participants only and do not necessarily represent those of their employer. This Week in Lotus is sponsored by Audible, the destination for the widest selection of digital audiobooks available worldwide. Want to be well-read like Duffbert but just can't spare the time to read books on paper? Take an audiobook on your commute or whilst walking instead. We've got a special offer for you. Download and listen to a best-selling book every month for just $7.49 a month for the first three months, and you can cancel at any time. Pick from over 85,000 audiobooks from business to classics to sci-fi or comedy. Go to thisweekinlotus.com slash audible for all the details. (laughs) 